Adam Shartoff, host of FilmWax Radio. It's Friday, February 26th, 2021, and this is episode number 657. A few episodes back, on episode 651, I brought on the director, writer, creator, if you will, of a web series called Group, uh, Alexi Lloyd, and the one of the executive producers, my friend and friend of the podcast, Jack Lechner. This, uh, the uh, idea this time was to follow up with that by bringing on a number of the actors from the uh, the series to uh, have sort of a second part. So joining me on this episode are the uh, uh, cast members, at least some of the cast members from Group, which is a web series. And you can go to YouTube and search Group the Series. It will come right up. Well, joining me in this are the man who plays the therapist, Dr. Elliot Zeisel, who plays uh, Dr. Ezra Hertzfeld, is on the show. We have him. We also have the actors... Gabby Cohen, who plays Karina. We have Teresa Avia Lim, who plays Rebecca. Also, Kara Ronzetti, who plays Tilda. And last but not least, Ezra Barnes, who plays Frank. I really enjoyed meeting these people and having this conversation. And having this conversation, this is, this series is so much about process on so many levels because you have actors who go through a process, uh, sort you know, of developing characters, and then you have the actual therapy of these characters excavating their internal lives and the actors' internal lives, if that makes any sense at all. So this is an especially interesting conversation if you are an actor. So I, I advise it, or if you're considering going into therapy, or you are in th- therapy, especially group therapy, right? So this is about that. And uh, they've had two series, two se- seasons, excuse me. I would recommend watching it and then uh, listening to this episode in episode 651, which was with Alexi and Jack. Uh, again, they are part of the creative team behind the scenes. And, and then now we have this episode, which focuses more on in front of the camera. And several, so we have about half the cast with us here on this show, and maybe someday we'll bring on uh, the rest. Subscribe to their channel, watch their videos. Uh, there's in addition to the series, there's also, uh, I guess you call them testimonials or what have you, uh, with most of the cast talking about their experience with the series. I enjoyed it. So here it is. We have no outro on this show. Just uh, this wonderful episode, which can also be, be viewed, I might add, on the Filmbox Radio YouTube channel. But here it is, the cast of Group. We have a new member. Uh, my, my name is Henry. So, Henry, you're a group virgin, huh? <laughs> There's nothing under the sun that you can't talk about here. I'm jealous. I'm overzealous. I haven't talked to my dad in like 15 years. He left when I was 10. I don't talk about my dad. I get angry. Baby, believe me. You have a really hard time accepting love. I guess I just want you to see me. But you don't judge me. I went to a bar and a man came up to me and he mistook me for a call girl. And I played along. 
I feel crazy saying this. Outside of here, it would be crazy, maybe. Yeah. But inside here, where it's safe, we're just talking. Yeah. What's crazy about that? Here we go. <laughs> What, are you, what is he doing here? In this process, you're going to find yourself participating in exchanges that you, you don't have in polite company. I think I should leave. What exactly happened between the two of you? This feels really violating. It's not like a dinner party. I put all my cards on the table. How many more things do we need to hear? But you're no. really being an asshole. I don't trust you remotely. You're here to engage people. If someone doesn't like something, it's their job to tell you. Welcome to group. Nice to meet everybody. Nice to meet you. Uh, I, to, I, I, to meet you. I, thank you. I mean, I really haven't met you, but I, I feel like I, I to some degree, I know everybody by now by watching the uh, the series. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's uh, it's fun having you guys on. Uh, did you get uh, Did you get a chance to see the the other episode that I did with those guys? So you kind of no, I did, I did. Yeah, Gabby, we'll wait for you to watch it, and then um, we'll 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 just stay here till you're done. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, I just it would give you a little bit of an idea of my typical style, which is uh, awkward and. Uh, I don't know, clumsy. Uh, but anyway, it's great to have everybody here. And um, I was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. At first, I, I, my reaction, I think I shared this with Jack and uh, Alexi, but at first I was like, well, this is kind of like, oh, these are actors. And, you know, uh, I, and it's kind of, I can see that they're all from acting school and they're all really theater, act, theater actors in particular struck me. And then I'm like, within minutes, I was totally, uh, you know completely sucked into the whole thing and my and just completely bought into it and felt like this is absolutely a very very special unique thing I've never seen before and I thought you guys really were doing something uh really intense and and uh you know I couldn't tell how much it was scripted or not scripted I do want to talk about it a little bit uh, that and I want to also talk about kind of the origin story from your perspective because I talked to the creators but can, you know other than uh, <laughs> Teresa she doesn't have any memory of that so <laughs> maybe you just make stuff up it's perfectly okay I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to improv like I did in the show exactly there you go that's call upon your tool your toolkit um, but uh, I'm interested Dr. Elliot Zeisel you play the uh, Dr. Ezra Hertzfeld, who right. is right the who is facilitates this group. You're the therapist. Mm-hmm. You are actually a therapist. That's right. Uh, how in the hell did this come about? How did you uh, agree to get caught up in this uh, project? And had you any idea of what you were getting yourself into? Well, the, the brief uh, uh, version of the story is that every year I attend something called the American Group Psychotherapy Association Conference. It's an in-gathering of therapists from all over the world who focus on group treatment. And after uh, hearing a, a friend of mine give a talk, I noticed in the question and answer period, a fellow standing to my right with a press pass and a French accent 
And he was asking a lot of questions. So at the end of it, I turned to him and I said, tell me, what's your interesting group? And he said, well, my name is Alexi Lloyd. I'm a French filmmaker based in New York. I've optioned the rights to the Schopenhauer Cure. Mm -hmm. That's a novel written by another colleague of mine, uh, Irv Yalom. And Alexi explained that he wanted to make a film about, uh, about the book, based on the book. To which I said, well, if you're going to do that, you know, it would be wise to be a member of a group. Have the experience of being a member of a group and then, then make the film. Did you say what, yeah. the, what the book was about? Well, I knew the book. I had read the book. Uh, the, the book is uh, Yalem's best uh, explication of what happens in group in novel form. Yalem wrote the uh, quintessential text on group, but then he became a novelist. And this is a, a very excellent explanation of how group works, particularly with a difficult personality. So I never expected to hear from Alexi, but two weeks later he came to see me and explained that his father was a psycho, had been a psychoanalyst in Paris. His uh, great uncle and his uncle were analysts in London. One of them had actually met Freud and he was determined to make this film. So I agreed to work with him provided he uh, would come to group not as a researcher, but as a citizen, as another suffering human being who was interested in exploring the human condition. <clears throat> And that's how uh, the project got underway. Okay, was it, was it, so you, you, you assumed it was gonna be a scripted film, right? Uh, and Alexi's first version of the project was to do a scripted uh, film. And you were um, signed on at that point? Oh no, I, I was signed on only to be okay. his, uh, his group uh, therapist. And along the way, the group, uh, I think, I think I made the first suggestion that we abandon the idea of a film and uh, streaming was just beginning at that time. And then we consider making a series. And from there, uh, it was a short step to Alexi coming to the idea that to capture the uh, experience of group, it couldn't be scripted. It had to be improv, uh, improv. it had to be improvised. Um, there, there is uh, a rhythm to group that scripting just uh, wouldn't allow for. So it, it very quickly became the outlines of the project that we ended up engaged in. And then it took a year to convince me that in order to make that happen, the therapist in the uh, series would have to be someone trained uh, actually in doing group, someone who could give structure to the proceedings so the improvisational process could unfold uh, much like you have when you're building a sculpture, you have an armature and then you add substance to the armature, you add clay to it. And I guess I'm, I'm the armature and these wonderful actors are the substance of the, of the uh, sculpture. Uh, or all four of you have come from an acting background, I assume. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but you, you, uh, you don't, can I call you Elliot? Sure, I'm not sure. sure what to call you. You're not my therapist. Yet, so <laughs> oh, my patients, my patients call me Elliot. I know. I, he say, "Come on out. I live twenty minutes away. Uh, we'll we'll get together in the summer." Yes, you know, I understand how these things can go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, uh, okay. So I'm just gonna. I'm try, still kind of wrapping my head around it. So uh, all of a sudden, you're put. These guys are are all pros here. I mean, it's clear they're all really good at what they're doing 
you, you just felt immediately like, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to ask everybody questions here, but I'm kind of, in particular, it, this situation is so unique where an actual therapist is, is playing a variation of himself called to improvise. So you're, you, you're just a remarkably comfortable in front of the camera. Something's well, that's, I, I think uh, the actors, particularly uh, Gabby and Ezra, who have a lot of group experience themselves, can speak to the value of group treatment. It teaches you to live on the edge of your emotional seat. So although I have no training as an actor, in fact, many of the people here uh, and many people in the cast would ask me about my acting credentials. And I would say, well, look, I, I, I never went to acting school, but I've been reading my lines for 45 years. And I, I was trained um, to live in the moment as much as possible. Can, can I add something Please. to that? Yes, anybody can jump in, by the way. Because Elliot, you described, um, <clears throat> you, you've described running groups for observers in um, group conferences where you would where you would get people up from i'm this is how i understand it you get people up from the audience mm -hmm. and they would form a mini group and you would then sort of freeze the frame and get people get the engagement going but then stop things and 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 talk to the audience about what was happening and, uh, and that's, sort of, that's that's one way i've taught yes yeah, so, so I think you were probably, you were coming to this already very comfortable with the idea of sharing the, um, the process of group with people outside of the immediate that's a, group. That's a, very, that's a very good point, Ezra. It's also true that my mentor in, uh, in training as a group analyst uh, was Louis Ormont. Louis Ormont was probably the best known group analyst in the country in the uh, latter half of the 20th century. Uh, Ormont himself was a graduate of the Yale School of Drama, where Teresa went to school. And uh, he was trained as a playwright. He was a devotee of Shakespeare. And in the work with Lou, uh, I was trained to be a clinician and a teacher. And in teaching, he taught us the skills of uh, performance, the art of performance, so that when we taught, we could bring the excitement and the, the pathos of group treatment to an audience in the most effective way possible. So I think that's what Ezra's uh, referring to. Uh, a, a lot of the training included years and years of apprenticeship as a young presenter, and then eventually uh, many more opportunities to present appeared. And each time that would happen, I would be honing my craft as uh, an, an improvisational actor. Gabby, did you, did, Gabby, I think you might be muted. Not sure. Nope. Okay. Sorry. We can't hear you though. Now we can hear yeah, I think. No. No. Uh, can't hear you. Somebody can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, yeah, now we can. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm the only one in the cast 
who's an actor and a therapist. Oh. I'm a drama, yeah, I'm a drama therapist and a psychoanalyst. Can you just and tell people what a drama, therapist, ther drama therapist is? A drama therapist is someone who uses the arts as a therapeutic tool. So I use theater, poetry, writing, movement. Um, and so this was, the, this was the perfect project for me because it's a way of combining my two passions. And I think one thing, Elliot, that I can say in terms of, you know, cause I run my own groups as well. You know, in order to be a good group leader as Elliot is, and I can vouch for that because he is my group therapist in real life. Um, you have to be a great improver. You have to be in the moment, right. moment to moment, listening to the group members, hearing for what they're not saying, watching for their expressions, their body language, and then you jump in. It's, 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 it's improv to the max every single session. So I think, Elliot, that you're, this is, you're at home. You're at home. It doesn't matter whether you're, you've mm -hmm. trained as an actor. I think just being trained as a group therapist, it's, it's the same as doing, um, you know, it's like when you're doing the Meisner work, it's, it's the moment to moment what's happening right now and you're and as a as a therapist you're trained to be observing and not just your patients but what you're feeling inside and you use it and i think that El who can who's more skilled than elliot to do that so i right. think that you know we've right. got a we've got a great actor here because he knows how to be in the moment to moment world that we're in and respond right. Am I yeah. right, Elliot? Uh, I, I would <laughs> add to what you're saying by suggesting that I was trained by Orman, but I was also trained by you, by uh, people I work with in group, by the countless groups that I've led and the countless groups I've been a member of. I spent many, many years as a patient in group, uh, learning just what you described, Gabby. Mm -hmm. Well, so maybe it's just there's that which I definitely noticed what what Gabby's talking about because throughout throughout these sessions the sessions that are are the episodes of this web series, you are constantly uh, will almost like pivot the conversation by challenging someone a little bit, saying, mm -hmm. "Well, rather than do this, why don't you express that that?" And then all of a sudden, and, and it, it's this remarkable level of being able to kind of you know, focus the group and lead them along. I have no idea how, like- Well, you're, you know, you're actually putting words to something that, that we spend a lot of time doing in group, which is to put words to emotions in the moment and to make a right. distinction between when you're talking to somebody, you're always having at least two feelings, one about yourself and one towards the other person. I see. <laughs> and, and, and most of us are not trained to understand that or know that or to do that. So group provides an opportunity for that to happen. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in this group, I have the same, I have a, a tremendous amount of affection for all of you and even more possibly for myself. So 
We're having we're having the right effect. Sorry, Kara. <laughs> what do you think oh. of this? Should we accept this guy into the group, Kara? Hell yeah! <laughs> Bring in the cat. Rocco <laughs> says yes too. Ooh, wow! I fear, I just made a joke, and there's the cat. Not the first cat, but I've had on here, by the way. So, um, well, um, well, it's your certainly a comfort level, which kind of helps comfort in front of the camera goes far right i mean mm -hmm. or in front of a the an audience whatever the case may be um anyway um do yeah, any of you i just wanted to say that the stars please. aligned for us i know this is becoming a little bit of a love fest but um the stars <laughs> aligned for us so. in terms of who we got to have as as our as our as our leader as our therapist um because he's so comfortable in front of the camera we are used to it all of us in the cast were used to it, but he isn't, except for, you know, as, as he was saying, as a doctor, but um, he doesn't, there's no, there's no inauthentic bone in his body. So he doesn't feel the need to be anything more than what he is. And so it was just, anyway, I just wanted to say that, like, I, I was a little nervous when we started. I know I don't remember much of this process, but I do remember, the process. <laughs> oh God, we're going to get someone who's going to be like pizzazzy. And okay. he was just so wonderful, so real, so comfortable. Wonderful, and it made yeah. us, I think, feel very comfortable. Yeah, I would imagine the first sort of sense of, um, I don't know, artificiality or being inauthentic on any level would be a turnoff for you. Like, you know, I've had a therapist, but I've never been in group therapy. But can I, can I add to that, Adam, that uh, uh, Gabby played an instrumental part in helping that happen. Want to say more about that, Gabby? About what you did? So thanks, Elliot. Um, you know, other than Ezra, 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 um, who Who's Let's been just say, I'm sorry to interrupt for one second, but Ezra, I didn't do a very good job from the beginning because I didn't do the proper introduction to everybody, but I'll do it ahead of time. Um, Ezra Barnes is an actor playing Frank, right. one of the group members. Uh, Elliot, or Dr. Elliot Zeisel, is plays Ezra, the therapist, Ezra. Yeah, they, they needed a good name for Elliot's character. It's a great name. <laughs> it means help in Hebrew. Oh, oh, yeah. perfect. I don't know, but is it help? Like, help, like, help me. <laughs> or is it, let me help you. <laughs> it's both. Oh. <laughs> so Ezra is the only one of the cast other than me who has been in group therapy before. And being that I'm a therapist and an actor and a drama therapist, I, I was brought on to the team. You know, when I was brought on, I was not sure that I was gonna be acting in this piece. I thought I was just coming on to help create this group, right? So, so my role really started way in the beginning with casting because we couldn't just cast your everyday type of actor. We really needed to find people who were willing to participate in a therapeutic process. That's not an easy thing to yes, do. Yes, right. And so, you know, in, when, 
when Elliot is interviewing people to be in his group, he asks them all kinds of personal questions. You know, you, you, you try to figure out the character of each person. Here, we're trying to find the person inside each character. Mm -hmm. So rather than Elliot asking very personal questions, which could really turn off many actors, I had the idea of um, working with Alexi in a very drama therapy way, which was give the actors their characters, let them hide behind their characters, and we'll find out who they are through engaging in the process in character. So when the actors came to a, first of all, we met all of the actors first just for a chat. And then we um, gave each of them the character, a little bit about the character that we thought they could play. Then we invited them to come in and Elliot, Alexi and I, Ezra joined us often, um, just ran a little group. Elliot would run a little group and in character, we would engage in group and we could see who's open to a therapeutic process, who isn't open to a therapeutic process and to do it in a safe way. The character is the mask that people need to be able to bring whatever part of themselves forward. And this way we got to see who was willing to do that and who had the skill to do that. This is a very unusual thing we're doing. This isn't just about improv and it isn't just about acting. It's also about having the um, cojones to bring yourself forth. Yeah. Character. Right. So uh, that, that's sort of, I think what Elliot is alluding to that. So Karina, Karina's the only character. That's who the is character not you play. Our cure. Huh? Right. That's the character you play, Gabby. Right, I play Karina. She's the only character that is not written in the Schopenhauer Cure. And Karina was really created as a way for me, the drama therapist, to be in there pulling out, pulling things out of the other actors. And that's often why I'm very provocative and annoying. And I am very um, <laughs> narcissistic in many ways. But basically, I'm a plant that was put there to try to help the other people to talk in character. And sort of through this process, helped everybody learn the process of group. I see. Well, can, can, can I you... add something? Ezra, just add it. Don't ask. So one of the, uh, I think another thing is that basically, Elliot is... Un unlike the rest of us who were we agreed on backstories and themes for our characters and things that were going to emerge and come up and be be fodder for group whereas dr ezra doesn't necessarily have that backstory in the same way in other words, he's he's if I'm if I'm speaking if I've missed something, Elliot, you'll tell me. But Dr. Ezra is really functioning as Elliot would function, right? Whereas whereas we're coming in with with the different packing of 
of the the characters that that we're working on, who happen to be in in a in a lot of respects very close to who we are as people, but not exactly. I'd like to. Karen, well, I'd like you to say, get into can, that. Can, can I invite Karen to say something about what you remember of the rehearsal process? Because the rehearsal process that Gabby described, that, that went on for close to three months from start to finish. Yeah, well, that made me think of what, what Gabby, I was thinking about my own audition process um, and how it was like, a, it was just a perfect... I want to say perfect storm, but that, that implies something negative, right? So... A perfect That's okay. We, we welcome that. We welcome I was that. just personally, I was just um, embracing my own journey with psychotherapy. Um, and so to be invited into this project where you're going to have to draw on your own experiences and it's in a, it's in a, a, a group therapy setting it's it's loose enough that you know like I said you're gonna have to draw from stuff that's happened to you it was just kind of like oh my god I I, sometimes I feel a little spoiled by having been a part of this because I I got to do something so like the coolest thing as an actor that I've ever done for sure But then also as a human being, I've noticed that the way I, um, the way I exist in interpersonal relationships has been, has been helped by my, by things I've learned through group. Um, I've noticed that my communications improved, um, the way I'm able to like identify what's going on in myself and express that to somebody's gotten better so yeah so that was pretty it's just yeah it's wild to think about like oh little me auditioning for this I didn't really know what I was getting into you know but I was just like yes you know I'm into it I'm into it feelings yes let's talk about them and then to leave it or or yeah just to go through the years of it and just be like oh my god it's a huge part of my life like it's a huge part of my identity it's something that I I, I'm so yeah, I, I'm. A, I'd like to think I'm an advocate for it. I am. Yeah, I'd like to be more of an advocate for it. Which is a crazy thing. Um, but the rehearsal process, right? The question at hand. Uh, right. So it started off with um, the auditions, and then as we were as we were figuring out different cast members, the the rehearsal group got larger and larger until we found our group. But that was super neat too. Like I remember when it was just me and Gabby and like one other part, maybe it was Elijah. He was like, he was auditioning for Stuart. And that's a different thing too. Like when there's not a lot of people in your group, it can sometimes shift the dynamic. Cause it's like, Oh, there's a lot of pot. There's a lot of space. Somebody has to talk. Um, yeah. I'm trying to dig, dig back and think about the, re- the rehearsals, the rehearsals. I mean, the whole thing was just basically this, this meeting of character also yeah so as far as plants I also was a plant Gabby I'm not in the original Joe and Howard Cure um that's right Tilda. that's yeah Alexi knows that part yeah yeah Tilda kind of evened out the the girl guy ratio and oh. the the ages um and so yeah so Alexi told me a lot about uh, 
a beloved family member of his that he was loosely basing Tilda off of. I brought some stuff to Tilda. And then Tilda just also just came from above. Like, so, but I don't know. It, it's, it's like, how do you ever have those moments in life where you're like, how did this happen? Like, how did all of this come to be? It just kind of happened. Tilda's a very separate entity. When I think about Tilda, I'm not thinking, oh, that's me. And yet, I don't know, how did she come to, how, when was she born? At some point during those few weeks, I guess, of us coming together. But yeah, it was this incredible thing where it's like, okay, so I'm going to listen to you, you know, I'm going to listen to you tell me all these incredible stories about your cousin. And, and I'm going to, and I'm going to hold on to some of those because wow, they, they changed me as Kara, but also, okay, I'm holding on to that for Tilda. Then I'm also going to take some of my own stuff. Then I'm going to discover stuff in group. And yeah, before you know it, you have so much material. And again, I think this is what Teresa was talking about with, with the space that Elliot created for us. I think it would have been, you're right, it would have been massively different. We really did luck out. Uh, and again, maybe that's me being spoiled or privileged and, and, th- and not even having really recognized that. But when I take the second to think like, oh, if it was anybody else, it would have been very different. And I don't think I would have, felt comfortable enough to to dip into parts of me and use them for tilda can i add to what you're saying and and suggest that in the process uh when we're in the middle of filming we filmed for an hour and a half each take we did uh two sessions each session was filmed three times and each take was an hour and a half long the length of time that you would normally be in a group again, to help it have a feeling of authenticity. So it was uh, a fixed camera in another room and a roving camera in the circle that's out of sight. And as the process unfolds and as somebody in the group uh, says something to you that's stimulating, either of a sexual nature or an aggressive nature, it was uh, fascinating to watch the actors and for them to contend with uh, whether or not their increase in heart rate had something to do with the character responding or whether this had something to do with their own response. Was this their own personality or was this the character speaking? So the blurring of a boundary between what you were suggesting, uh, Kara, the blurring of the boundary between where you you began and ended and where your character began and ended. Uh, Teresa, you speak to this in one of the, uh, uh, in one of the uh, behind the scenes pieces that you did. You spoke to the idea of, uh, of uh, you, the actor, and your character. Yeah, and, and even now I'm like, do I just not want to admit that I'm talking about myself? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, it, it's weird. But I guess that's sort of the fun of it too, is like for the audience, what, what is me and what is her? You know, like you don't know, and I kind of don't know too. And but that's also a little bit of what acting is, just in general, I think. But do you? But but you're you're creating the characters, so you have a, a vested interest in in what you you know how they they turn out. I, I was going to actually ask you, Teresa, uh, do you have to like your character? What if you don't like the character? What do you do? Can you, because you're the, you're kind of creating them. So maybe you can gear them in a different direction or explore that. I really love that you asked that. Yeah. I really love that you asked that because it's a really great question. 
I think you have to love the person you're playing because you kind of have to stand by every single thing that they do in order to, your goal, I think as an actor or mine, I should just talk, talk about myself. I think my goal as an actor is to help the character move their life forward. So I have to stand behind every decision I make and think that I'm doing the right thing for me as a character. So yeah, every character I've played, I've liked, I've loved. You have to find a way to love them. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't like them, you're judging them. And if you judge them, you kind of get in your own way um, because you have to be their advocate, their number one advocate. Um, and this is a super unique experience because you're constantly, I'm constantly questioning, am I, am I, do I support what I'm saying about myself? Because I'm not sure if I'm talking about myself or about her. And so it, it's this strange um, thing of feeling like I am in therapy, like Teresa's in therapy. I remember the casting process, now that we started talking about it, um, it kind of jugged my memory. I came into um, Elliot's office and I was like, I'm in character. I am this woman, I'm in character. And then he started asking me questions and they weren't intrusive. They weren't super like, what happened to you at the age of seven or anything like that? It was just like these like soft fall kind of throws, but it was leading to places that were like, why is he asking me this? You know, and I felt, I remember at the end of it, I felt really in a good way exposed. And I thought, man, if I get this, this is going to change me a bit. Um, Hi. Can you hear me? I just feel trapped and I'm scared. The truth be told, you were trapped before COVID, and now you're trapped uh, with COVID. Activism ju just isn't marching, protesting. Yeah. I didn't just learn that racism started yesterday. I haven't in been touched office. in two months. I also have been going on dates. Ah. You have an expiration date? I don't really want to talk about this right now. Okay. <clears throat> I guess we all have expiration dates, right? You know what? I'm pissed at all of you. I am fucking miserable. And I'm owning it. I'm angry at you. I think Why? you really, because I think you milk your shit sometimes. Have your relationship in front of these people and let's see what happens. I feel my heart beating fast. I feel it in my loins. I feel it like everywhere, but I also feel like panic in my head of like, what are you getting into? I get in the car right now and drive to New York. I don't fucking care. I'm breaking rules left and right. What are you doing, what? Frank? Are you having an affair? I'm kind of turned on by your vulnerability and your boldness. I'm not ready to go back to rules as normal because the world isn't rules as normal yet. It's a new world. It's a different world. Can you say, can you say something more about how it changed you? Um, it's a little bit like what Kara said. You know, I, I am more mindful about how I behave. In, mm -hmm. in the closest relationships I have in my life. That's wonderful. Like, why am I saying this? Or, oh shit, I did that or I said that. And I think this is why I, I did. Um, so I think that this also speaks to the kind of safety that was created mm. by Alexi and by Elliot. And I, and I will put myself in there too, because in many ways, you know, there were three therapists in the room. And, um, you know, look, we've all been on various sets. And I, I think that the safety that is, was created here 
is what allowed for this hybrid of ourselves to, yeah. to mm -hmm. be able to be born here. Can I, can I add to that, Gabby, that, that in group ordinarily, we ask the members of a group, of a therapy group, not to socialize outside of the session. Yeah. So that speaks to the safety you're talking about. Yes. The, the uh, activity is limited to the hour and a half a week so that everybody in the group has access to the same data. Everybody gets to see how relationships get formed and maintained. So in the beginning of the process with the actors, we asked them what they thought of the idea of agreeing to this, of not socializing during the filming. Now filming was a short, it was a short uh, period, but to a person, they all agreed to it. And I think it contributed to the feeling of safety that you didn't have to go out and have lunch or dinner or go to bed with anybody just because you were in the middle of a of a filming process yes unlike so, the usual yes oh. <laughs> <laughs> jesus i never get any sleep <laughs> ezra do you feel like uh i don't uh, do you feel like your character uh frank is uh close to you or like you or do you feel like is there an advantage versus a disadvantage especially because you're ex doing excavative work or your character is mm -hmm. to make that character closer to you is there an impulse to do that well, frank is very close to me um frank frank has uh uh issues related to getting older and um, to his place in the world and his place in his family. And those are all, as, as, a, as a professional actor for over 35 years, those issues are very present. Or I would say professional actor, director, teacher. Um, so, so, so a lot of that is, is very current for me. I would, but I would be, you know, if I'm working, I'm working on any scripted role, I'm going to be looking for that, for that anyway, whether, whether it's an improvised thing or not. So is that, there was something else in your question that I was intrigued by, but I forgot. Yeah, that's typical. It's not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> what was your question? Say it again. Oh, I just was wondering if it would be an ad. It, the, it would make, make sense to me to, if I were. Here's one what of I wanted, these. Adam. Actually, here's what I wanted to say. The, yes. The, uh, something that that I'm contending with because I have been in group therapy is is that I think sometimes Frank should. I would like it. Now, see, here's my own arrogance coming into play. I would like it if Frank isn't always as knowing as I might be, because I'd like I, Frank. Frank is is in a more perilous place in a lot of ways. Like he's got he's got drinking problems. He's got marriage problems. So so I want to be I I I I want to be myself in group in a mess. That's that's. That's my I think the I think the actor That's in you great. achieve achieve that the, in the character of Frank. Yeah, I think you you played Frank as you just described him in a mess. Is yeah. my memory correct in that you're often yeah. like you know 
preoccupied frank uh, is frank typically preoccupied yes like he's, he's frank like frank has to leave the group home. he's got to leave the yeah. group early to go to a yeah. meeting places to be Right. Yeah. But, but I think I understand what Ezra is saying. I, you know, look, we all, we all have our given circumstances of our characters, which are different from our given circumstances in our own lives. But I think what, what Ezra is saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you're in it, in the moment, and things happen, you react, and you react as you. And because right. you have right, been right, in group right. for so many right. years, yes. you have a certain wisdom, a certain insight that Frank maybe isn't as evolved. Right. Sometimes he has it, sometimes he doesn't. Right. So like I see so, that in myself too. Yeah. Where so I'll, be so, I'll be like, you know, I was watching the second season and, you know, uh, Tilda is like, a little bit mean to me <laughs> oh. and and I'm so like huh let's, let's look at this and I'm you know and and that's so me that's so Gabby because I you know I'm a therapist I've been in group for a million years Let, what's going on with you Tilda I think you're jealous because whereas I'm thinking oh my god you know, maybe, maybe Karina wouldn't be as evolved and probably should have like, we could have gotten into like a really huge fight, which would have been really fun. <laughs> but in the moment, you're just reacting the way you do. So I, I think, is that what you're talking about, Ezra? Yeah, well, that, that it's, this, it's like a, a little, it's a tension, a tension that I think we're all holding. Right. Inside so, so part of the reason you are holding that tension is that uh, Alexi and I decided at, along the way that it would be very helpful to have the two of you in the cast in particular uh, because of your familiarity with group process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like playing tennis with someone who's better than you are. When you play tennis with someone who's better, your game comes up. You play a little more carefully, precisely, aggressively. However, however it unfolds, your game gets better. And uh, Ezra's presence and Gabby's presence, I think had that effect on the group process. Yeah, for sure. After we shot, was it the second season, Gabby, or was it just after the first? I got to, I was so lucky. I got to observe and sort of be a part of a, um, a group um, therapy. It's, it's her drama therapy group or one of them. And mm -hmm. she's, she's a genius. She's fucking brilliant. Am I allowed to curse on this? She's fucking brilliant. And uh, now looking back, I'm like, wow. So like she was doing all this stuff, the invisible hand, you know, like there were so many invisible hands during the the process. And uh, I know I'm grateful for it. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah. Yeah, I think specifically what was so helpful about both Ezra and Gabby being there is in the moment, I, I, I speaking for myself, I had moments as an actor, you know, you don't have a word for word, you know, line by line script to, to rely on. So there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, should I come up with something now? You know, you feel like you have to muscle something if there's ever a lull in the, in the room, you know, and, and that can put you in a weird place of, of 
of trying to be a writer. I, I've never been that great at that, right? So then you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to fabricate something essentially, which never comes out authentic. Hmm. And Gabby and Ezra both with their training and their experience with group, I think were able to keep everything in the present moment. So it's like, you don't have to go back and think to myself, oh, let me, let me come up with some memory that I, that I had recently that I can bring up to group. They'll just keep it in, in that moment. Oh, you have, you look a little, a little disturbed right now. What are you feeling right now? And it, and it keeps everything present. And it also, took a big weight off my shoulders of feeling like I had to be this, you know, award-winning s- screenwriter in the moment in the room. Yeah, you know? I think we all knew, I, the way it seemed that Alexi talked to us was, was that he would say to each of us, this is what you're dealing with. And somehow it's going to emerge. And, right, and you just have to trust that. Totally. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't, you know, we the so that light touch was good because it's almost like it's almost like you can just accept that and know that somehow yeah. that's going to come out in the course of the session. Well, season one was very different from season two. Season one, we really took stuff from the Schopenhauer cure. And Alexi was very, very deliberate. And, and I played a bit of a role in that. And, you know, he would ask me, like, would this happen in group? Is this something that who should be, you know, so, so Alexi was very, very clear about what he wanted from the Schopenhauer cure in season one. And we actually had, we had beats. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, you know, Rebecca's going to talk about the, you know, the incident in Vegas. And then I'm going to come in and, you know, talk about sadism. And then, so we, we knew, (laughs) we knew what the, we knew what the topics were and we knew when they should be happening in season one. We hit them, we hit them. But within that, there was a tremendous amount of freedom to play. And we did, there was so much that was unexpected that came out. Season two, we, we had no s- structure other than our discussions with Alexi about what was going on with our character during the pandemic, right? There, so was, no, was, there was no rehearsal for season two. What? We, we, there was no rehearsal for season two. Little, we hit season right. two. One, I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, season two, the preparation for season two is COVID isolation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And we didn't have things we needed to hit, which were the way that season one did. I mean, really, we were just free falling in season two. Well, but, but there were still, there were still themes that, that we were all exploring that were discussed. We knew we wanted to talk about Black Lives Matter. We knew we wanted to talk about the pandemic. We knew that, that you were having some kind of texting thing with your lady. You know, we knew well, little, the, little yeah. tiny tidbits. There yeah. was also kind of a, a relationship. Yes. There yes. was a, uh, Elliot mentioned uh, uh, this agree- this sort of uh, co- unwritten contract that you guys had about, you know, not socializing outside of the group. And that was a subplot as well right. with two of the characters that are not represented here today. But, That's right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I actually, I, that, I'm glad you brought that up, Elliot, because my parents, my entire childhood were in group therapy. But this, right. the, uh, they, on the other hand, uh, you know, were, yeah, well, we had like a family therapist. He was like part of the family almost in our case. Uh, we all saw him at some point or other. But he, so, but there, those group members, my parents knew, and this was in the 70s, maybe leaking into the 80s, but they, they socialized all the time. I grew up knowing these people. They were like kind of family friends until they weren't. Different, different, a different model. Yeah. Is one more, have you tried that model? Have you done that? Well, I, you know, I came up in the sixties and seventies as well. And uh, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of experimentation in uh, the way group was performed, the way group was conducted uh, in the seventies and eighties for sure. And I'm familiar with those other models, but believe that this particular model, this modern analytic approach to the work provides the group with the most safety and with the most uh, rich opportunity to uh, develop an understanding of yourself and your relationships with people. I don't know of a, um, a more effective psychodynamic model. There are other psychodynamic models that, that bring a great deal of understanding to that very process. But I think uh, we distinguish ourselves when it comes to uh, developing self-knowledge and a capacity to relate to other people. Well, it has to inform the dynamic of the group if you're becoming close friends with, say, one of the people or two of the people. Well, exactly. People that, that, feel to my mind, that dynamic, it shifts. Right, it complicates, it complicates the action in the group process. In the, within because, the group. yeah. yeah. So but friendships and alliances do occur within the group. Oh, yes. But you can you, explore you can, that. You, a, fall, you can fall in love and fall into hate very we, readily. In one session, it, I might add. What's amazing oh. is that we're discovering those relationships in the moment as right. we're filming. Right. You, know, you know, season two was also so unique in that, um, you know, Elliot did have COVID in real life. Ezra did have COVID in real life. I had COVID in real life. And so a, a lot of what was happening was, was this hybrid, again, of our characters and ourselves dealing with the actual blows of, of this pandemic and helping each other through. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it, it, was, it, was, it was wild. It was mm-hmm. wild to talk about all these things that were, were real. And, and uh, in keeping with that, I did lose my mother during during my hospital stay. That was real. And the question of um, how much a therapist reveals to his patients about his own life, his own process, is a constant um, tension that the therapist holds. So um, in that moment, the group provided me with an opportunity because losing my mother the way I did was just a, a miserable experience. I had to bury her from my hospital bed over Zoom. There was no mourning period. Uh, I have three siblings and there would have been a, a shiva, a week-long um, mourning process that would have involved community. None of that happened. So this group, this, this improv group that I was meeting with again, provided me with a moment where I could uh, truly um, feel into the moment, into the process of coming to grips with the fact that my mother died. At ninety nine, probably of COVID, probably of COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, there's a sense that um, 
the group members both look up to you as a sort of a paternal figure, but also one of the group on some level too. So right. demand things of you, you right. know, as you're, well. You're both of the group and apart from the group at the same time. Yeah, that's the tension you described. That's, that's one of the where, What's your motivation for bringing something up that's personal? Is it helping the group? Wonderful question. Is it helping the group or is it helping me? Is it helping the group uh, or is it doing both? Is right. it helping and the group know something about, thing? yeah, you know, can I talk the talk and walk the walk? Um, okay. If I'm doing the work, have I done the work myself? And am I free to embrace life in all of its complexity uh, as it presents itself? Um, well, the name of the series is called Group. <laughs> if you're watching, you haven't figured it out yet. And you can easily find it by going to YouTube and searching Group the Series. It comes up first. And all two se both seasons are available. There's also some uh, very, very interesting extras with one-on-one -on -one conversations with, I think, just about all of you guys at this stage. Mm -hmm. Worth watching after, I think. Um, for further insight, including Elliot, there's a there's also an interview, um, and um, you know, subscribe if you're watching because uh, um, it's it's uh, fascinating. And being in my my position is is great because I can watch something like that and then meet everybody, <laughs> talk to you, and have this process, which I'm, is like a gift to me. Thank you all so much for participating in this and and uh, sharing your experiences with me as well. Well, thank, thank you, thank you, Adam, for having us uh, you, in you. and having this process unfold today. Um, and uh, look, is there a, I guess the question is, and maybe we can have a little epilogue if, if Jack is, is, or I don't know if Alexi's still editing, but maybe it can pop on, let us know about season three. What's in the works? Are we waiting out the COVID and seeing if... Uh, yeah. We have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Post-apocalyptic post and we're all in <laughs> Right. <laughs> Alexi, you want to say something about where the project is headed? Completely uh, secretive. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there is, a lot, there is a lot in store for all the characters. Um, it was on, you know, on purpose, but you know, intentional that uh, what we did last July. I I wanted to have less of a um, of an let's say narrative agenda because I I wanted to keep it for our following episode, our following seasons, our following you know possibly bigger picture uh, TV season. Just don't and, jump uh, the it, shark. That's all I ask. <laughs> We won't. It's, don't a, it's all written. You know, it's where everybody goes on a vacation together and they're, you know, though, that's where things usually go oh, awry. Let us do that. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> and Ray Winkler is going to be in the group. He's joining the group. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderfully flexible formula. Once the characters are well uh, created, and there's a lot that can happen that is scripted. Actually, there's, there's quite a bit that is scripted. I, I want to have as, as, a, as, as light a touch uh, as possible in, um, in directing exactly how and when 
but it is definitely going in a certain direction and there is a narrative arc and um they, they, let's say you you've seen not even 10 percent of of what 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 we have in store truly uh, i like you, that you have, yay yeah. alexia i like what you say about the light touch it's like and and i think it's it's sort of uh, such a, an enjoyable and refreshing thing because why do more than is needed to be done to, for, for things to happen? And that's, that's the, I guess, <clears throat> as I get a little, you know, more mature, that's, that's what I look for in, in my creative life. Yes, my, when you do life life, you know, you're, there are two things that you can do to control what's going on as a director. First is that you have dialogue lines that you know you want the actors to stick to, uh, and secondly, you say cut, uh, and you say cut uh, either after thirty seconds or two minutes or sometimes long scenes of four minutes. You 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 basically don't go for ninety minutes without saying cut. And um, it was a it was a sort of a bet for the the whole concept of the project, whether it would work or not, without, I knew it would work without uh, written dialogue if the characters and the narrative situation were properly set up. I wasn't sure that not, uh, you know, un not interrupting the process, basically letting it roll for 90 minutes would work in terms of um, the creative tension and the, and the narrative interest. But frankly, I remember exactly the moment. It was about, I think, four or five minutes into our first take uh, on the first, you know, very, very first day where I felt something was going on in the room. Uh, maybe when Teresa said, oh, you're a group virgin. And I thought, perfect. It, it's happening. It's happening live. I can relax for 90 minutes. I mean, not entirely because there was a problem with the mic. We had to interrupt at some point but basically you know um directing a lot of directing is casting uh, a lot of directing is um, um preparing the roles that are uh, being created by the actors and then there is editing um but you know it is wonderful for a director to be able to feel you know today we're shooting i'm kind of it's a day off for me <laughs> uh, they're doing the work. Uh, I've done the preparation. Uh, I'll do a lot of editing afterwards. But uh, it, it was a it, it was a wonderful thing to feel, and I felt it after four or five minutes when that moment happened, uh, and, and it kept happening. Um, so yes, it was. Uh, it, it's you know, a, it's a I nice think, way to direct. I think because you have that trust in us, Alexi, it gives us the freedom to play. And I think that there's just so much joy in it. So much joy. And it, really, I feel like we're all so lucky to have an hour and a half in which to emerge and play is, is really a dream. It's really, really unusual. And, and frankly, the fact that we can do two or three takes, you know, we did three takes of the same session. So yeah. it, it has the benefit, let's say, of theater where actors really are their own, the master of their own character for 90 minutes. There's no director or writer in theater and stage direction where 
you know, the director comes and say, cut and start again and do it, do less and do more. You just go as an actor, actors go with, you know, the, the show of the day. Um, but there is also the benefit of film, which is to say, okay, that was really kind of a, the, the group as a, as a group, in a way, missed that turn that was a possible interesting turn. Let's explore that turn. Uh, so being able to do two takes, three takes, yeah. um, is a wonderful way, especially if we do a following take after one day, uh, as we did uh, on our first go when we were not doing all remote, crazy, you know, shoot with your phone story. But I, I, I think um, I think this is a, I think this is your way, Alexi, of saying that um, we created a, a methodology, a, a a way of making these uh, things come alive. And it has application for different populations. There's a future for the, for the product. There could be a group for uh, identified populations. Adolescents, for example, they do really well in group as a treatment modality. It's a preferred modality for people that age. And this method that Alexi uh, created could uh, play very well to another audience, to another group. For well, example. Well, I think the fun part of the project is that, yes, they are stories, they are characters, but the, the way we shot it and the way it's all happening, the method of the project itself, not the method, the particular method of, of psychotherapy, but really the method of the project becomes as much the star. It becomes the point of, of gravitation. For the actors, it's an unusual process and, a, and an interesting one. For a director, it's a fascinating process to be able to direct that way. And for audiences, it's a different experience to watch that process as it is uh, happening live in a way. Even if it's highly edited afterwards, it, there is that feeling that the method is, um, you know, is being invented as we go. Mm -hmm. uh Thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm going to wind it down at, for everybody's respect for everybody's time now. Uh, but I, you know what I think would be helpful to do is maybe do a kind of a faux intro. I just like to, just so we both have it, is like an introduction of everybody and their characters, because I didn't do that at the beginning. So I'll just go sure. around and just introduce everybody, uh, just for the record here. Uh, we, Dr. Elliot Zeisel plays Ezra, Dr. Ezra Hertzfeld or Dr. Ezra, as everybody calls him on the show. Ezra Barnes plays Frank. Uh, Gabriella uh, Cohn plays Karina. Teresa Avia Lim plays Rebecca. And Cara Ronzetti plays Tilda. Thank you all. Great actors and uh, great director, writer, creator here. Uh, thank Adam, you. I have a question for you. Are you rather related, unorthodox, but go ahead. Are you related to Alan Shartoff? Is that? I think no. his name is Shartok. 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 No, yeah. I'm not. No. What? So no. No, it's a rare name. I don't know how it's transformed over time, but uh, I mean, you know, before the last hundred or so years, but there was a, like a, a comedian actress named, Melanie Shartoff without the S, who huh. was on a variety show years ago that was opposite Saturday Night Live. Oh wow. Called Fridays. It was maybe before most of your time, but 
um, I only bring it up because she's still around. She and she uh, wrote a book, and I'm, she's going to do the. Po- I'm only bringing her on, and she doesn't know this because we have this pretty much the same last name. And I always ask, <laughs> "Are you related to her when I was younger?" That's that's great. my sole motivation. But I'll bring on Alan as well. I have, you know, Alan is a neighbor. Adam, Alan is a neighbor up here. Oh, okay. Another he's, reason. He's, sure. and he's the head of he's the head of the local uh, NPR station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why this was asking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know his show. Um, yep. Anyway, but hey, thanks everybody, and uh, thank you, Adam. We we'll look forward to doing something Great. again sometime. Great. Thank you. Great. Great to see you all. Great to see everybody. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye friends. Bye. Bye. Streets are cracked and there's glass everywhere.